Welcome to A New Creation. I'm Phyllis and thank you for joining me today. Every episode of A New Creation is commissioned by the Holy Spirit. It is new and it is from God. There are people seated in places of governing authority who God did not place in the position. And this is all over the world. They are operating in their flesh. And as you examine closely, their lives is usually in disorder. As I was preparing this week and spending time with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit revealed to me and began to show me how rebellion is at the root of what we see happening all around us. It's what you call a pathology. A pathology is a pattern of behavior that you see and it emerges in people through the way they respond to things in every walk of life. The Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 7 verse 15 and it's the contemporary English version of the scripture. He describes what goes on inside of a person who's operating in rebellion. It reads, again, Romans chapter 7, verse 15. The Apostle Paul writes, In fact, I don't understand why I act the way I do. I don't do what I know is right. I do the things I hate. And then in verse number 19, he continues. It reads, Instead of doing what I know is right, I do wrong. And so, if I don't do what I know is right, I'm no longer the one doing these evil things. The sin that lives in me is what does them. And in verse 21 through verse 25, he writes, The law has shown me that something in me keeps me from doing what I know is right. With my whole heart, I agree with the law of God. But in every part of me, I discover something fighting against my mind. What a miserable person I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is doomed to die? Thank God, Jesus Christ will rescue me. Amen. In this scripture that I just read to you in Romans chapter 7, it begins in verse 15 and it goes through verses 19 through 25. The Apostle Paul is describing what happens inside of a person when they are in re rebellion and when they're outside of the will of God for their lives. And it can even happen to people who are in relationship with the Lord Jesus. They are followers of the Lord Jesus, but at times they go through stages of rebellion, times in their lives when they're rebellious. And when you are rebellious, you're fighting against that which you know is right. And that's what Paul is describing here. He says, instead of doing what he knows is right, he does wrong. And so there's a battle going on inside of him. And he said what causes him to do wrong and those evil things is the sin that lives in what's inside of him. It's the sin nature is what he's speaking of. And a person finds themselves in rebellion. And this is what the Holy Spirit wanted me to share this week. When they stray away from the things of God, and then there's that inside battle going on inside of them, especially those who desire to do what is right. And that's when Paul speaks about the law. He, he talks about how he loves the law of God and he agrees with the law of God. But every part of him is trying to do something against what's in his mind, 
which is to follow God. Now, in this particular case, an example for us is when he talks about the law of God, that's when you know inside of you what the word of God says about a matter, but instead you do the complete opposite of that matter. And if you continue, you do the complete opposite of the word of God when it relates to that matter. And if you continue in that thing that is drawing you to sin, if you continue to do that and you disobey the word of God, you continue to be in rebellion. And if you continue in rebellion, it is difficult to go back to what you know is right because you train your mind to do what is evil. The Holy Spirit wanted me to bring up about rebellion because there are many people who are living in rebellion, people in the body of Christ who are living in rebellion, as well as people who are outside of the body of Christ. Now, what is rebellion in God's eyes? Rebellion in God's eyes is when his divine plan for our lives is rejected. Did you hear me? Rebellion in the eyes of God. Let me tell you again what the definition is, how he defines it in his eyes. When his divine plan for our life is rejected. Now, I looked up the definition of rebellion in dictionary.com. And it reads, rebellion is an act of violent or open resistance to an established government or ruler. Let me read that again. An act of violent or open resistance to an established government or ruler. The Holy Spirit wanted me to emphasize rebellion because many are rebelling against God. Our ruler, our leader, the one who created us for his purpose. And when you walk in rebellion, it's a very, very dangerous place to be in. Because as I said before, the more you operate in rebellion, the more difficult it is to turn from it and to operate properly. Because you get accustomed to your mind and your thoughts get aligned with that, which is the opposite of what God would have for you to live or to do in your life. And so you begin to live outside of his will. Today's episode of Phyllis is a New Creation. Is my life to live or is it? This week, while I was listening to a series of exchanges in a, in a forum that I was in, the Holy Spirit instructed me to pay close attention to what was being said in each of the verbal communication by the people who were speaking. So, in other words, He wanted me to hear by the Spirit, what the people were saying. And there were a series of different conversations that were going on in the forum that I was in, in the group that I was in. And basically with that group, we were discussing different ways and procedures in which we were to perform a particular function. And there are about four different interactions that was related to instructing people on how a particular process should be performed and how it should be performed according to the established standards. And what the Holy Spirit pointed out to me, in every instance, the response when the people were shown how a particular process or standard of operation should be, their response was always, I know it should be done according to the standards, but I choose to do it a different way. Did you hear what I said? I was in a group with a series of people, different people instructing them how to perform a particular process 
according to the standards, according to the way it should be performed. But in every one of those cases, it was four different examples, four different times when I was instructing groups of people that they said, yes, we understand. Or this person would say, I understand the way it should be done, but this is the way I choose to do it. And the Holy Spirit said to me, it is rebellion. And not only did he say it was rebellion, he went on to point out that some people live in a way that they don't want anyone to tell them what to do. And they don't want me. In his case, he said, God, him being God, to tell them what to do. Talking about my life to live, or is it? See, people can choose to live in rebellion to God. And even though they're in the household of faith, which means that they are in God's family, they believe in the Lord Jesus. They can choose, however, even if they are saved or they are believing in the Lord Jesus, to live in rebellion. They're actually members of the ecclesia, God's government, God's church. Who choose what they will, what they will, and what they will not obey as it relates to the word of God. Talking about my life to live, or is it? Think about that for a moment. You have been drawn by the Lord Jesus, drawn by the Father to believe in the Lord Jesus, drawn to him. And you have submitted your life to him, but not fully. You've submitted certain things to him and certain things you choose that he says that you should not do or you should not believe or you should not partake in. You choose to do so intentionally. You choose to be rebellious. Talking about my life to live or is it? Today, the Holy Spirit is inviting you to think about that. Those of you who are believers in the Lord Jesus, but there are certain aspects and certain parts of your life that you keep to yourself. You say that it's yours to live. God is saying to you today, or is it? Are you living in rebellion? And you're living in rebellion by choice. If you are, this is the day that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you to return to the Lord Jesus fully. See, the Lord Jesus wants us to fully submit to him in every area of of our lives. And if there are things you're thinking about right now that you feel that you just cannot surrender and you you are a believer in the Lord Jesus, that is a spirit and it's the spirit of rebellion. And I pray right now that you will repent. And I pray that the Lord Jesus is the Holy Spirit himself. And the Lord Jesus is front of mind to you. And the Holy Spirit himself is, it is right now drawing you to repent, convicting you of rebellion, pointing out what it is so that you will repent and return fully to God. The reason why that's very important is because if there are certain areas in your life that you have not submitted to God, That means those areas in your life are open to the enemy. That means that you're submitting to the enemy. See, when you have surrendered your life to the Lord Jesus, 
There is no lukewarm walk with him. In other words, you don't obey him sometime. Or let's put it this way. You don't obey him most of the time. Let's say 75% of the time I obey the Lord Jesus. 90% of the time I I obey the Lord Jesus. 99.9% of the time I obey the Lord Jesus. That is not acceptable to him. It is all surrender all to him. Because that portion of your life that is not covered by the Lord Jesus, that is not submitted to him, that means it's submitted to the enemy, to the devil. You may think it's submitted to you, but when whatever you do that's outside of the covering of the Lord Jesus, you're doing it in the flesh and you're doing it submitted to a different kingdom. There are only two choices. The first choice is surrender to the Lord Jesus and to believe in him and to serve him. And the second choice is to serve the enemy. Even if you choose to serve yourself, if you claim that this is your life to live, you're not living on your own. You will worship something. You will follow something. And if you're following your flesh and your own proclivities and your own desires, you're following the world system. You're following the God of this world. Talking about my life to live, or is it? See, Psalm chapter 100, verse 3, and it's the New King James Version of Scripture. It reads, Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, and the sheep of His pastor. Did you hear me? We are the sheep of His pasture. P A S T U R E. And the word pasture in that particular instance, it refers to a person's state in life, their situation. In other words, whenever an animal goes and it grazes, it eats in a pasture, it is eating for nourishment. It's eating the grass. Let's say if it's a cow or an animal that grazes on grass, it is eating to get nourishment. What God is saying in his word right here. Is that since we are his sheep, we are those who follow him, those who are the followers of the Lord Jesus. We get our nourishment. We get everything we need from him. He is our provider. Talking about my life to live, or is it? In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 8, it reads, And a stone that causes people to stumble, a rock that makes them fall, They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they are destined for. This scripture describes the Lord Jesus. This is how the Lord Jesus is seen by someone who's in rebellion. See, when a person is in rebellion, when they hear the word Jesus, when they hear the name Jesus, or when they think about the Lord Jesus, or they encounter something related to the Lord Jesus, it causes them to stumble because he's that rock. He's that, he is the rock that makes people fall, that make them stumble. It's like if you're walking somewhere and you stumble because a rock is on the ground and you didn't see it. Those who are in rebellion, people who are living rebellious lives, they stumble at the thought of the Lord Jesus. They may not stumble at the thought of God. They may not 
stumble at, at the at the thought of believing in other systems or other gods, but it is the Lord Jesus that the world most often has a problem with. They don't have a problem with other belief systems. They don't even have a problem if you mention God, just the, the name God. But when you mention the Lord Jesus, he causes them to stumble, and that's by design. And that's why the scripture is so profound when it says he makes them fall. He, and it says they stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they are destined for. They are destined to believe in the message that God has given us. Talking about my life to live. In Romans chapter 12, verse 3, and I'm going to read the English Standard Version of the scripture. It reads, for by grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. God has assigned everyone a measure of faith, a measure of faith in him. And when we live outside of his plan for our lives, we are not walking in that measure of faith he's given us. And see, by his grace, he's given it to us, as that scripture describes, by his grace. And since he's given that measure of faith, we shouldn't think of ourselves any highly than we ought to think. Prideful, lifted up, haughty, high-minded. We should not be that way. We should be humble because God himself, by his grace, has given us that measure of faith, that measure of faith in him. Talking about my life to live, or is it? In 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 22 and 23, and I'm going to read the New Living Translation version of the scripture. And before I read it, let me give you a little background on the scripture. Samuel was speaking to the first king of Israel, Saul. He was, he's speaking to him through the scripture I'm going to read to you. And he was speaking to him about his rebellion against what God had instructed him to do. Samuel had given King Saul specific detailed instructions from the Lord that he was to carry out, but he disobeyed God. And this is what Samuel said to him. Again, I'm going to read 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 22 and 23. And he's speaking to King Saul. And it reads, What is more pleasing to the Lord? Your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice. Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering fat of rams. Rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. Did you hear that? Talking about my life to live or is it? When a person is in rebellion, as Samuel is speaking here, he said it is as sinful as witchcraft. What does that mean? When a person rebels against God, which means that they do the complete opposite of what God would have them to do, or as the definition I read to you earlier, when they're in open resistance to God himself, they're resisting everything God has placed before them. They're in open war with God. Samuel says, 
it's just as if they're in witchcraft. What, what does that mean? Why does he use the term witchcraft? Because when you are in rebellion and when you are so bent on doing the opposite of what God would have you to do in your life, you become subject to witchcraft. It's like you're under a spell. You're being controlled by another spirit. Witchcraft. So when a person is in rebellion, they're walking in witchcraft. Number one, they're walking under a different spirit that's driving them to do the complete opposite. And they're being controlled by it. That's what witchcraft is. It's a form of control. So since you're outside of the will of God and you're in the complete opposite, you're going in the complete opposite direction and complete opposite of what God would have you to do, you now open yourself up to witchcraft. And that's what Samuel is saying here. It, witchcraft and stubbornness. And he said that's worse than worshiping idols. But before that, when he said obedience is better than sacrifice, God wants us to obey him rather than going through the rituals of serving him. Did you hear what I said? Many people go through the motions of serving him. They attend church on a regular basis. They pay their tithes and offering. They participate in the anniversaries that come up in church. They do all those things, but their lives don't reflect one who is in communion with God. They're in rebellion. They live their lives completely opposite of what the word of God would have them to live. They're in the church. They attend their church member. They attend church, but they don't live a life of one who surrendered to the church or the ecclesia, to Christ, who is the head of the church. And then there's the opposite people, people who have nothing at all to do with the church, does not attend church, does not think of God, does not even consider God in their lives, completely rebellious. Also, they're both rebellious. They're both in both examples. Both groups are under the control of witchcraft. They're stubborn, stiff necked, and their hearts are hardened and they refuse to submit to the Lord Jesus talking about my life to live. I want to speak to those who up to this point recognize and realize they've been living their life on their own. They never thought about a relationship with the Lord Jesus. They never even thought about the Lord Jesus even is thinking of them. But I want to talk to you today. You didn't listen to this message by happenstance. You listened to this message because the Lord Jesus wants you to walk out of rebellion into a relationship with him because it is important to him that you know him and that you recognize how much he loves you and your purpose and why he created you. So if you're a person who fits that category, listen to me. Repeat after me, please. Heavenly Father, I know that you love me and I know it's because of you that I'm listening to this message today. God, please forgive me for sinning against you, Lord. Please forgive me for living my life on my own, thinking that it was my life to live. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins, and I believe that you raised Jesus from the dead. And I'm asking you today, Heavenly Father, to forgive me. Thank you for forgiving me, Lord. Thank you for forgiving me, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining me today for Phyllis is a New Creation. And remember, Phyllis is a New Creation exists. So you will know how to apply the word of God to your everyday life. Today's message, my life to live or, or 
is it? Was presented because God is interested in everyone knowing that he has a plan for your life. And he wants you to join him and to enter into a life in him that will show you what your divine purpose is. You can hear Phyllis is a New Creation on Google Podcasts. Just search for Phyllis, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S apostrophe S, a new, A-N-E-W, creation. And be sure to put the word podcast behind it when you search for it. I'm also giving everyone an opportunity to share in the production of Phyllis is a New Creation. God has commissioned me to have Phyllis is a New Creation to go throughout all the earth in different languages. And there have been people asking to partner with me. And I want to give you an opportunity to do that today. If you have a cash app account, you may contribute with the cash app name that I have is dollar sign P A new A N E W C. And for those of you who may want to write and send a check or money order, you can send it to 4846 North University Drive, Suite 237, Lauder Hill, Florida. 33351. Again, Phyllis is a new creation, of course. It will be 4846 North University Drive, Suite 237, Lauder Hill, that's L A U D E R H I L L, Florida, 33351. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every soul that heard this message today. And I pray, God, because of you, Lord, they will know that there is hope for their lives. And regardless of what they're facing right now as a family, what they're facing right now as an individual, whatever they're facing, God, let them know that you love them and you have a plan for their lives. It's a plan to prosper them and not to harm them, to give them a hope and a future. And the hope and the future is in you. Amen. Have a wonderful day.